Hello, hello there. This is Stan Janewski, also known as Victor Crumb. And you are listening to Paging Mr. Potter. Paging Mr. Potter. Harry Potter is a book. We will read it page by page. Come and join us if you dare. Everybody have fun tonight. Everybody cho chang tonight. What is that? I don't. I never know what you're singing. I actually don't know the song. Wait, Rita, is that that? What is that song? It's like that Wang Chung thing. Yes, bruh, it's Wang Chung. But what, what the fuck is Wang Chung? I've never Chung? understood what that song actually is, so I don't understand the parody for. Does anyone know this song? Am I the only one that won't so know I'll, that song? I'll drop it at this point. We've really upped the um the sort of the uh, production values oh, on this yeah. time. Now it contains copyrighted <laughs> material as well as just you know our plagiarized version of the text, which we don't actually <laughs> yeah. Own. And oh, and don't forget the libel. I mean, if you want to get us on a few <laughs> yeah. different counts, really pairs nicely with libel. But written, <laughs> do you actually have the lyrics to that song in front of you? Oh yeah, dude, totally. <laughs> or do you know them? <laughs> no, no, I've got them up ready. Because this okay. might segue nicely into our first segment, which is what a load of Hufflepuff. All right, so the lyrics are, Everybody have fun tonight. Everybody have fun tonight. Everybody wang chung tonight. Um, okay. Which Sounds racist. I don't know. The, but the This band... is one of those like horrible 80s like dance songs, isn't it, really? Like Yes, yep, yep, yep. That doesn't exist in this day and age. Yeah. Wait. So is this from the eighties? Is it? Yeah. Yeah. It's an eighties track. Um, Who sings it? It's by Wang Chung, which makes it even <laughs> more confusing because it's by Wang Chung. Because they're saying they're wanting everybody to to Wang Chung, and that's also the name of the band. And are are they are they of Asian descent? These people? Oh no no no! no. I think you'll find they're two of the whitest men alive. Oh yeah. Because I was going to say there weren't really any Asian people who were allowed to be famous in the eighties, as far as I can tell. So absolutely. Okay. Yep. Just look them up. Wow. <laughs> Good lord. They really are the whitest people I've ever seen in my <laughs> life. They they're like Malfoy esque white, especially the the blonde haired guy. They're quite unattractive, and I, I feel okay saying that because they're <laughs> clearly racist. So, <laughs> Wang Chung. Well, there you go. well, it's almost like you wonder if um, if JK w- might have been a member of Wang Chung. She's pretty much uh, done the same thing. Maybe with the Joe Ghost Rider. Yeah. Or maybe just heavily inspired by them. <laughs> yeah. Um, now, so this is as you as you said before. This is the the first um, segment of the pod. Do you mind if we get on to the second segment of the pod, which is um, when sure. we introduce the podcast? Oh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> So, if you don't mind, I'll do the honours. This is um, the Page and Mr. Potter podcast. We're up to page... Oh, we have to 91, is that right? Yeah, mm-hmm. 91. The nervous 90s. We're in the famously nervous 90s. Um, I'm Andrew Quo. Sitting on my computer screen are Reed and Lee. Hey, babes. And Nathan Sard. <laughs> Deathly Hello. Oh shit, that's really good. No, it's not. <laughs> that is fucking sick. Um, Have you been cooking that one what, up for fuck? 91 weeks? I've had it up my sleeve for a little while. <laughs> wow. Now, just back to um, what a load of Hufflepuff and that, and thank you for bringing us that Wang Chung song, which is great. No and, worries. Um, very uplifting for all of our um, Oriental listeners. <laughs> Um, which I can say being of Oriental descent myself. Now, last week I um, brought you Why Does It Always Rain On Me, the famous song by Travis. Do you guys remember this? Dude, I went back and listened to that throughout the week and it's a pretty sick song. I like it. it. And for those that don't remember, it's Why Does It Always Rain On Me is because I lied when I was 17, which we discussed in detail and it was very interesting. We saw an interview in um, you know October 2020 in the Year of Our Lord where um, the lead singer of Travis told us that that song was actually, when he sings Why Does It Always Rain On Me, he was actually singing about um, how it rains on him quite a lot. And then when he's singing about um, how he lied when he was 17, that was uh, through, you know, the kind of artist's creative... He's used a bit of creative license there. That was about a time that he lied when he was um, 17. So we had some correspondence during the week about this song. 
from Potiphar Michael Fogarty, who we is, is a, f- a famous Potiphar in these parts. Often, often writes him with he's interesting a little tidbit. He's a recidivist. You're not wrong, <laughs> and I applaud him for it for his recidivism. But um, Michael has written in to say that there is some mythology about this song which we neglected to mention, and which this article that I was referencing also neglected to mention. So apparently, the Travis song wasn't really that popular until they played a set at Glastonbury, right? Travis played a set at Glastonbury, and then apparently it had been sunny for several hours, and then literally as he started to sing the first line, it just started pouring (laughs) rain, and then as soon as the song ended, the rain stopped, and then that was apparently when their careers took off. Like, Mm. that story became folklore, and and it became, like, a big thing. Okay, you know who that reminds me of a little friend I like mm. to call and everyone else Harry Potter okay go unknown on unknown mystical events seemingly at his command and yet he's none the wiser that he is in fact magic Harry Potter didn't know he was magic until Hagrid taught him he was magic Travis seems to possess these very same powers could also be magic I think you're onto something. I'm there. gonna I'm gonna dispute the fact that their career took off as a result of that story because no one knows that story. <laughs> <laughs> We're just learning and, it now. And not just that, most people don't even know who Travis are. <laughs> so I'm not sure their career took off at all. <laughs> anyway. That's probably enough on Travis. For well, two at least weeks. until next week for our <laughs> yeah, weekly Travis so. update. Hey, I've got a um a little something I know you guys like to take the reins with NRL news you're the ones based in Sydney you're the big the big NRL heads Um, so if you Mm. don't mind me treading on your toes just for one week and just jumping in the time spinner or go for it using it you don't really jump in a time spinner I guess if I just give it give it a spin What is that thing called anyway? It's not even called a time spinner, is it? <laughs> I'm just thinking because some of our listeners might not know that the little, you know, that little thing that Hermione has in Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban, I believe, the third movie, how she it spins or something and then they go back in time. That's what we're talking about. That's the time <laughs> spinner. Whenever we refer to the time spinner, that's what we're talking about. That's that's an important clarification. Um, I was just alerted to this very old NRL news story by my housemate. Did you know that back in 2016, uh, Manly player Liam Knight was um, pulled over for drink driving by police and then just before he they got him to do the DUI test where you blow in the straw or whatever, he grabbed a can of Aerogard and sprayed it in his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. So... I mean, okay, a few things there. Number one, is that a thing? Does spraying Aragorn in your mouth work as a way to beat this? Definitely I not. I think it's a, way, it's a way to cure COVID, but... Yeah. Right. And secondly, quite incriminating, I would have thought, to do that in front of a police officer. <laughs> yeah. But they are famously... Um, very intelligent, the people that play rugby league. Um, there's, and so I imagine that maybe that maybe we're missing something here. Maybe there's something about some some sort of chemical um, interaction between you know Aragard and um, alcohol that that Liam's aware of that we're not. So I'm going to go away this week and do a bit of reading. I might call up um, long-time listeners of the pod or remember Potiphar Tim, who um, often brings us information. He's doing a PhD in chemistry, so he might be a good person to chat to. Oh, he probably studied with Liam Knight, I'm guessing. (laughs) I would have thought so. I think they were both... (laughs) I think Liam Knight was his supervisor, actually, when he was doing his PhD. So... Um, I'll get him to maybe I'll get maybe we'll get Liam on the phone next week. Or anyway. if any of the potophiles want to just try it out, I mean that's yeah. our Dumbledore for the week. Just absolutely, Dumbledore is firstly drink, drive, and secondly ingest poison. Yeah, <laughs> do a few laps around a cop shop, ideally. Get wasted as you do it, and then suck on a bit of that mozzie spray and see if it sorts <laughs> you out. And let us know. Make sure you write in. And tell us either way. And we'll accept full criminal responsibility for your actions. I'm going to say that on the podcast. (laughs) I mean, you can say that because I don't think that it'll matter (laughs) if they actually do it. I don't think you can just take that, (laughs) take the responsibility. Anyway, 
that's the end of NRL news. Let me just um, untime speech. All right, back to uh, 2020. Oh, this is much worse here in 2020. Let's <laughs> <But>, um, <laughs> oh, yeah. we go back to 2016. I bet 2016 was looking pretty good right yeah, about now. Yeah, really. yeah. We'll definitely take a few sprays of Aerogard to the throat uh, instead of this. Oh, no. I think we might have run out of preliminary just bullshit to talk about and it might almost be time to discuss the page. Oh, no, 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 no. Say it ain't so. Andrew, come on. Anything. Read it. Oh, sorry. <laughs> you want me to talk about something before the... Literally anything will do. <laughs> um, okay, I've got one little thing. Um, so... Donald Trump has had uh, COVID, as you all know, right? Yeah. And... And I uh, this is a, I want to nominate someone for bang out of order. You know how we do our bang out of order for the week. Of course, I've got someone for this week. So Donald Trump, um, yeah, as you know, had COVID, recovered. You know, well, who knows if he's recovered? Really, he seems to be hopped up on a lot of steroids and other drugs. Just no but, way of knowing. <laughs> no way of knowing. But he's not dead, so good on him. Anyway, it's a, bit, it's the, a lot like Kim Jong Un. We'll just it is. Yeah, anyway. It's a lot like that, isn't it? Anyway, the point, the point, that's, that's sort of beside the point. Are you guys aware of the, the leaked, I think it was leaked document that, that told us how Donald wanted to alert the general public to the fact that he had recovered from COVID? Are you guys aware of this? No. Yes, actually. Actually, Jack <laughs> told me about it. Jack from a few episodes ago on the podcast. That would be page 88 for anyone who has uh, missed that one. So Nathan, you enjoyed this then. So Trump, and this is 100% true, right? The way that he wanted to announce to the world that he'd recovered from COVID, because remember he flew back to the White House from hospital, was he wanted to like go up to the microphone, like look really frail and like kind of stumble and hobble towards the microphone (laughs) and look like really sick. And then he was going to rip his shirt open and he was going to be wearing a Superman t-shirt underneath it. Oh my God, who talked him out of that? Well, that's exactly who I want to nominate for Bang Out of Order this week is the the supervisor. (laughs) Who would deprive the world of that? It doesn't matter at this point. He's going to lose. At least <laughs> let him rip that shirt up and show us the Superman t-shirt. But I love the um the pretending to be on your deathbed as well. I know. Like that's <laughs> that was key. <laughs> the ultimate. That's secret. really in bad taste. Oh, man. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Think of all the people that have died. I know. Literally, literally, literally because of him. <laughs> and and <laughs> he was going to go impersonate them for a bit. Anyway. Wow. Um, so just to be clear, though, I'm not nominating Trump. I'm he nominating his genius. campaign advisor. Who would even he think of that? The showmanship, <laughs> the pure <laughs> showmanship. And can you? He's got a yeah. It's incredible. Can you imagine how wild that crowd would have gone? He rips off the blazer, <laughs> and underneath is a Superman. Dude, I honestly think he wins the election if he does that. <laughs> but it's an opportunity missed. As if you wouldn't vote for that guy. Oh, As if you've got like four more years. <laughs> yeah. I need to see what he does next. Anyway, um, we're all huge Trump fans on this pod. <laughs> so um, should we get on to, uh, what's the page? 91. Ooh, okay. Okay. <laughs> so this is Our the part, um, part, as you'll all remember, uh, last week, uh, Potiphar Carl um, sort of just wrote in with a little recommendation. What you can do is just speed up this part. We don't get to skip it completely, but on Spotify, you can just sort of bump up the um, playback settings. It's <laughs> a uh, really it, good tip, though. Put it in double or triple speed uh, and then just sort of fire through this um, because this yeah. is the worst part of the uh, worst part of a, of a bad podcast. Okay, right. I think you've, you've sold it enough. <laughs> um, I think they're in. <laughs> Hit us with page 91. All right. And just to, like, what was last week? I remember they just entered Hogwarts. I remember that JK was describing things in extremely confusing ways, like mm-hmm. saying things like, this hall could fit four of Harry's houses in it or something. And <laughs> the we didn't ceiling know was how- so high, he couldn't even see how high. <laughs> he couldn't yeah, see the yeah. ceiling. <laughs> he, what we know so far is that Harry is in a house, in a hall that's so big you could fit the Dursley's house in it which is confusing mm-hmm. like we said last week not only because we don't know how big the Dursley's house is but also we don't know how much bigger than the Dursley's house because even if we yeah. did know how big the Dursley's <laughs> house was we still don't know how much bigger the entrance hall is than the you could 
you, you could fit the Dursley's house in Australia, for example. Exactly. <laughs> not, a, not an apt description of its size, though. <laughs> so hopefully we get a bit more clarity on this. But, I mean, on this page. But if we don't, I mean, really, who gives a shit? Uh, so at the end of page 90, we just learn that they're about to undergo the sorting ceremony. Um, so that's about to take place in a few minutes. Her mm. eyes lingered for a moment on Neville's cloak which was fastened under his left ear and on Ron's smudged nose. Wait, hold on a sec. Sorry, sorry. Can you... I, I don't really get it. Some, his cloak was fastened <laughs> on his ear and Ron... What? <laughs> this is not the sentence. It's really confusing. Her Can eyes, you read it again? Her eyes lingered for a moment on Neville's cloak, which was fastened under his left ear. How do you fasten a cloak what? under an ear? <laughs> what do you mean? On his neck? Is that what you do? I guess so. I don't know. I've absolutely tuned out again. <laughs> I'm Ross Nathan, but I'm going to say it did sound in. very important. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> hey, it's all important. We've got to get to the bottom of this. I shall return when we are ready for you, said Magons. Please wait quietly. She left the chamber. Harry swallowed. Yeah, okay, really. How I'm just not going to engage when you say stuff like that. <laughs> just for future reference, I won't be making any sounds or noises. How exactly do they sort us into houses, he asked Ron. Some sort of test, I think. It's based on the colour of your skin, Harry. <laughs> <laughs> no, he didn't say that, did he? Some sort of test, I think. Fred said it hurts a lot, but I think he was joking. So this could be another one of uh, Fred's famous gags. We don't yet know. And just for just for those playing along at home, I've now tuned out as well. Oh. So it's really just reading. <laughs> hey, if you're still with me, uh, just write in. Harry's heart gave a horrible jolt. A test in front of the whole school... But Harry's now he's freaking out because Harry doesn't know any magic and he's worried that he's going to have to do some test uh, and he's going to be made. But none of them do. It's fucking day one. They don't know any magic. (laughs) Exactly. No one does. Fucking chill out, bro. Fuck. Smoke a doob, Harry. (laughs) Smoke a dobby. Like, is is it a bit weird that everyone's freaking out quite to the extent that they are about what house they're going to be put in? I mean, our school, we had houses. I was in the purple house. Hilliard. Mm. Um, it made no difference at all to my schooling or had very little impact on my life whatsoever. Yeah, I guess you get rattled as a kid though. I remember I had to go to a swimming carnival once and I, and it stressed me out so much that I locked myself in the bathroom at home and refused to go. And then my grandma who had to take me to school went mental and tried to knock the door down because I was refusing to go. And then eventually she coerced me out of the bathroom and then I was so nervous about going to the swimming carnival that I vomited all over the back of her car. <laughs> wow, how old were you, Drew? Uh, I, was, I was in year three, so I don't know how old you are then, like nine or something. But you were a very good swimmer. Yeah, I know, but I don't know. It just, it just stressed me out. This is what I'm saying. This is what I'm, I'm just trying to empathize with Harry here because, again, it wasn't logical to be stressed out about the swimming carnival. It's not logical cool to be stressed out about the sorting hat. But... You're a kid. You don't have all the faculties that we do, and perhaps we're being a little bit harsh in, um, you know, criticizing Harry for being a nervous Nelly. Well, that's interesting because the next line says Harry's grandma showed up and uh, <laughs> took him by the hand. It was a sorting hand, and he threw up. So um. there you go. <laughs> no one was talking much except Hermione Granger, who was whispering very fast about all the spells she'd learned and wondering which ones she would need. Well, she's not that smart, is she? If she doesn't even know about the sorting ceremony, which seems to be world famous. Harry tried hard <laughs> not to listen to her. He'd never been more... Actually, how, how, how does none of these kids know about the sorting ceremony? Yeah, it's not a secret, is it? No. Nope. How could they possibly keep that secret? Everyone knows about it. Every, literally every single person that's been to Hogwarts knows about it. And I hate to break it to you, kids, but it's the easiest test you're ever going to likely take. I mean, they just put a <laughs> old hat on you. It says <laughs> something where hat. It gets a ah. lot harder than that, kids. <laughs> Try doing the HSC, guys. Sorry to pull a Travis on you and rain on your parade, but uh Oh <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Very good. He'd never been more nervous. <laughs> never. Not even when he had to take Oh, here you go. Never, not even when he had to take a school report home to the Dursleys saying that he'd somehow turned his teacher's wig blue. What? Say that again? He'd never been more nervous. Never. Not even when he'd had to take a school report home to the Dursleys saying that he'd somehow turned his teacher's wig blue. Now, what's... Wig? Wig, as in like a uh, fake like hair. a hair hat. Hair hat, exactly. Okay. 
Why? <laughs> what hmm. sort of idiot teacher would think that a 10-year-old boy would be able to just blink and make their wig turn blue? That yeah. is a great why point. Why would they why would they blame Harry for that? How could they possibly know that <laughs> Harry done it? Cuz even Harry it doesn't seem like knows he's doing this stuff. So how the fuck could they know? Why did he just take the responsibility for it as well? <laughs> also, he there's just... actually quite a lot to unpack here because okay, firstly Harry, I know I just sort of sympathized with him back there, but I'm right back to hating him. Like number 1, why would a teacher be wearing a wig? He's probably got cancer. Probably got cancer, oh. and Harry's come out and turned his wig blue. What? I mean, he's a shit. That's true. That is so true. Because oh, come on, why? Why would he? Why, I mean, okay, you explain to me then why this teacher's wearing a wig. Okay, that's a hundred percent the only explanation that someone wears a wig. So that's that all checks out, and it also checks out because Harry doesn't do all the things that Harry does with his magic, even when he doesn't know, it's stuff that he wants to do. He wants to escape from the bully, so he sort of apparates on top of the shed. He doesn't want to wear the ugly sweater, so he turns it into a tiny sweater. He wants to yep. smooch the snake, so he um, makes the snake come out of that um, <laughs> glass cage. So, uh, he's seen... Yeah, it's intentional. <laughs> Jesus. And not God, he's not a good person, man. He's really not. He's not a good person. And as Nathan said, he's a little bitch because he's turned the wig blue, but no one could possibly trace it back to him. And he's still not willing to stand up for himself. So not only is he sort of quite um, malevolent, but he's also spineless. Well, this, this has all the hallmarks of a Slytherin. So if he's in any house other than Slytherin, then the Sorting Hat has made a grave error. This is, I mean, yeah. I, I'm. I really dislike Harry. I mean, this te- this teacher. Okay, le- I, I made an assumption there that he's sort of <clears throat> going through chemotherapy or whatever, something like that. Maybe it's not not quite as serious as that. But either way, the fact that he's wearing a wig means he's obviously. If if he has no hair, then he's obviously concerned about that. He's feeling a bit embarrassed about the fact that he has no hair for whatever reason. Totally. He still decides. I'm so passionate about helping kids learn. I'm going to come into school. I'm going to. I'm going to put that to one side and I'm going to teach them anyway. Harry turns his head blue. Mental. Also, JK, why just... Like, if you're writing this, why not just make it their hair? Why make it a wig? That's such a weird detail. And finally, why did he get a report? Like, Did you say it was a report card? Is that a class? Yes. He was meant to turn it green. (laughs) He got an F. (laughs) That's not a subject. That's not even a subject in magic school. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I think we've covered the blue wig. I think we've absolutely dissected the blue wig. And Rudin, you were right. You can't skip the page. You just cannot because, (laughs) my God, um, to think that we could have lived the rest of our lives not knowing the story of the blue wig. (laughs) Scary. Really scary. He kept his eyes fixed on the door. Any second now, Professor McGonagall would come back in, would come back and lead him to his doom. So, again, he's also very dramatic. Again, he's just putting a hat on your head, Harry, that will not lead to your doom. Then something happened that made him jump about a foot in the air. Several people behind him screamed. What the? (gasps) Guys, does this mean what I think it means? I don't know. Rove? Is Rove? (laughs) 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 The ghosts fly by and go, say hi to your mum for me. (laughs) (laughs) He gasped. So did the people around him. About 20 ghosts had just streamed through the back wall. Pearly white and slightly transparent, they glided across the room talking to one another and barely glancing at the first years. They seemed to be arguing. What looked like a fat little monk. <laughs> yeah, this is uh, instant number 963 of um, JK's completely fat unnecessary fat shaming. Like he could just be a little <laughs> monk in this. There's no need for the monk to be fat. Doesn't add anything. Even a ghost. Like what can a ghost do about it? Like he can't eat less or work out. Like he's stuck like that now. Leave him alone. <laughs> for God's sake, he's mocked dead. In life. Can't you leave him alone in death? <laughs> Literally mocking the dead I hate it I won't stand for it JK You're evil Forgive and forget I say We ought to give him A second chance This is a a ghost Talking or something Whatever My dear Friar Haven't we given Peeves all the chances He got Don't know who that is Don't care He gives us all a bad name And you know He's not really even a ghost I say What are you all doing here So that's just like 
that is Sorry. just... Sorry. Has that... JK just had an aneurysm? What the hell was that? <laughs> what do you mean he's not even a ghost? What was that conversation? <laughs> Who the fuck is Peeves? I don't understand anything that just happened. And I guarantee <laughs> you that that conversation, which we, like, obviously we're not supposed to know everything about Hogwarts and we're not supposed to understand every element... But I bet you that's not resolved. I bet you we never find out what that actually is a hint about. It's just a random conversation that means nothing to anybody and doesn't need to be on the page. But, you know, maybe... We'll we'll find out next week, but, you know, who knows. And that, my dear friends, my beautiful boys, that is the end (coughs) of page 91. Okay, wow. That Mm. was hard going. Really hard going. Didn't enjoy it. Is her writing getting worse? Uh, it was bad to begin with. I think you forget that. It was very bad at the very but start. But she's got more to do now. Like, she's got to introduce us really to this, like, new world and these new experiences. So, while it may seem like her writing's getting worse... <laughs> um, yeah, the yeah. difficulty level is just, you know, increased, I guess. Right, right. I mean, let's not, let, let's not forget that I think in the first 10 pages, she used, like, three different analogies or similes u- containing a lemon. That's true. Three separate ones. <laughs> <laughs> and go back and check out the lemon apps if you did miss it. <laughs> we spoke about lemon a lot at the beginning of the. That's crazy. You must educate yourself on the the lemon episodes. Well, speaking about going back to the very early days of the pod, we received an interesting bit of our mail this week, and this one comes from Potophile Maddie. And the really interesting thing about this is she's someone who's decided to go right back to the start and listen. Hopefully to all the pods. She's made quite a bit of progress. Um, But when she told us about that, um, we wrote back and said, would you mind just giving us a few updates just on your mental health and the impact (laughs) that the pod is having on you? Um, Because it would be a fascinating insight, really. Um, And she sent through, I'm happy to say, a document entitled, A Journey Into My Paging Mr. Potter-Induced Downward Spiral. And how I find <laughs> how I found Harry. It so sounds like a um, a self help book. <laughs> yeah, fuck. Well, she's gonna need one after all this. So, <laughs> in fact, it's a self harm book. <laughs> <clears throat> Let me take you through it. Day one. I'm getting back into the podcast by playing it in the background while I make dinner. I listen to a couple of episodes. I also discover a game called Homescapes, where you help an adult man called. Austin, who is a professional butler, decorate his parents' rundown house what? by playing Candy Crush-like games for rewards. And can I just say, maybe, maybe Maddie is already in a downward spiral before paging Mr. Potter. Written. <laughs> I've checked out Homescapes. I think you might be onto something. It's one of those like horrible freemium games where you don't do anything. Oh, it's like Farmville like, we'll or something. Play like these Candy Crush games. So, this is not looking good already at day one. Uh, I'm worried. See, I think everyone should really have to do a kind of mental well-being check before they embark on a journey like this. Like, when we send people to space, NASA does a very rigorous set of exams to make sure that they're physically and mentally going to be capable of getting through it because it's an ordeal. And listening to this podcast from sort of go to woe is also an ordeal. (laughs) And it shouldn't be approached lightly. (laughs) Maybe we need to put some, like, Source of as- sources of assistance at the bottom of each. Did you say sorcerers <laughs> assistance? <laughs> oh gosh. Go okay, day two. I knock off some uni work and then I fit in a few hours of homescapes on the pod. So, see, so it's already a routine. <laughs> it's already a routine, and she's in a re- like she says a real downward spiral. This is habit day, forming. Day three. I do some more uni work today and I reward myself every 50 minutes of work with 30 minutes of the pot and homescapes. That's <laughs> oh, no, no, no. After dinner, I listen to the pot and play homescapes until about 2am, which is five hours, <laughs> she said. <laughs> and now That's I start to much. get really worried. That is too much. <laughs> okay, go on. Day four. Okay. We're only up to day four. Oh my god. Is she some sort of sadist? (laughs) (laughs) This is day four of. So she's given us um, five days worth of updates. Day four. It looks like she makes a bit of progress here. I play Homescapes (laughs) and listen to the pod first thing. 
I hope that doesn't mean first thing in the morning. No, Didn't you try to get to bed at 2 a.m.? <laughs> <laughs> that's no way to start your days listening to the Paging Mr. Potter podcast. Oh, now that's this a is reverse breakfast. At this point, I feel like I have a time spinner and I'm living the same day over and over again. <laughs> All the stupid pod game theme songs are stuck in my head. Oh. Dude, it's Ground Hogwarts Day. <laughs> <laughs> Maddie's stuck in Ground Hogwarts Day. <laughs> oh, no. Well, that's the name of this segment where Maddie writes in and tells us how she's doing at Homescapes every week. Rudin has moved to Melbourne by this point. Okay. And I hate to say the pod oh. and my general mental clarity have really gone downhill. Oh, oh okay. Appreciate that, Maddie. <laughs> I start to lose track of your conspiracy theories. And what you're saying is starting to really not make sense, but I do really love The Rock, who is the best actor of our generation. <laughs> so she's up to The Rock. She's up um, to the, um, what was it called? The, uh, the Philanthropist Stone. Philanthropist Stone, yeah. And I wish, hey, Matty, if you're back there in the time where I was just about to move to Melbourne, be great if you could tell me not to do that because I have not been stuck in uh, 12 weeks of lockdown. Yeah, Melbourne sucks at the moment. <laughs> For all our international listeners, they're still in complete lockdown, so not great. Anyway, ba- sorry, back to Groundhog Wart's Day. Okay. Um, I submit a uni assignment about 2 p.m. and then reward myself with more homescapes on the pod. See, now this is interesting no. because this is more of a punishment. Even I find it, <laughs> you know, a, a real chore. Um, oh, I can't wait to finish this. I'm really not enjoying the conversation we're Maddie's having. In I some can't kind wait of to be cycle done. where it's almost like a Pavlovian conditioning. Like she'll do something mm. good, and then rewards herself by listening to this yeah. horrible podcast. But it's not. It. It's not a. It's not. It, I don't think it's a Pavlovian conditioning because that is like where you give yourself a reward. Where that this isn't really a reward. I think it's more of a case of Stockholm syndrome where she's not aware just how much danger she's in by listening to the podcast and as as a result sort of become accustomed to us and grown um grown with mm. the podcast i'm sure also that she really appreciates um you know with the pavlovian analogy kind of making out that she's the salivating dog <laughs> which is the <laughs> a salivating three-headed dog if you will yeah very good thanks and we love all out. We love think all I really files. made that point, but that's one <laughs> well, thing for us. Because well, she isn't said, that what the Pavlovian thing is? <laughs> yeah. But it applies to not just <laughs> salivating dogs. <laughs> true, that's true. I don't think he was Forget just doing an experiment to make dogs hungry. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> good point, good point. <laughs> all right. <laughs> His famous He's... experiment into canine hunger. <laughs> There are no conclusions to be drawn from this This is just an experiment On how much I can make my dog salivate (laughs) Do not extrapolate anything from this There are no principles beyond this experiment Don't you dare read into this Don't you dare try and make a cat hungry (laughs) (laughs) Oh shit Anyway Um so she, she's really struggling at this point. I'll skip ahead a little bit, but she Fuck. she does um, note episode thirty three, Andrew, which is the one where it's just you talking for about three minutes. Yeah, I'd like to apologise for that again. What did she say about it? <laughs> well, she she just says I'm happy that the, the following episode, um, Reardon's back, and it says um, Reardon starts the next episode with an apology about the sa- bad sound quality which is no doubt the fault of his dodgy dick and balls microphone. <laughs> what a throwback. I nearly oh, forgot yeah. that Rudin recorded many a pod with a disgusting looking <laughs> fucking phallic microphone. Yeah, that thing um, was awful. Anyway, oh no, it's Homescapes again. <laughs> Homescapes tells me to join a team. Our name is the Spanksters and our leader is Sir Spanks-a-lot. <laughs> This isn't really about the pod, Maddie. <laughs> I don't understand Wait, what, that? what that means. She notes it sounds a bit probo. Then she says, I checked the global leaderboard and guess who is in 12th place worldwide? Harry fucking Potter. Oh, so, so it was relevant. These weird worlds seem to be colliding. Um, and then finally, day five. <laughs> Harry Potter has risen to eighth position overnight. <laughs> so that's <it. laughs> Thanks for the update She questions a bit of magic at play I think so I struggle to figure out what day it is And realise I have a problem 
and give both the game and the pod a bit of a break while she's finally come to our senses. I can't wait to hear about this in about 60 episodes. So she's got a long way to go. (laughs) Oh, Oh, well, then I guess we can't really say now. Maybe we can message her and say, can you please keep this up? Because I think Groundhog Watch Day absolutely has legs. I love it as a segment. And if anyone else wants to let us know how the pod has ruined their lives or made them dumb (laughs) or just hurt them uh, in some way, (laughs) please write in. We got one. we We will tell your story. Um, Jack Post, uh, you might remember him most famously from um, episode 89. Uh, oh, he's he, that guy from Page 88, Mr. Potter, 88. right? Page 88, sorry. Yeah, that's he's from Page yeah, Mr. Potter. Yeah. Um, yep, yep, yep. He sent me some correspondence, some our mail of a screenshot oh, of um, one of his fans who wrote, uh, started listening to Paging Mr. Potter after your cameo. Just got to say, Reardon is an absolute lunatic. And that's, that's that's the only thing the the message says. <laughs> well, fuck, he's got the measure of it. Uh, that's good. Well, speaking of absolute lunatics, um, I've got a segment which I I did sort of flag might be coming up this week. Um, it's a new segment called Mad Eye Movies with Len. Oh yes, um, dude, I forgot about this. So this is um, my dad is his name's Len. Um, I asked if he wouldn't mind. He's a bit of a film buff. He loves his films. And I asked if he wouldn't mind going and watching all the Harry Potter movies and sending me a review of them all. Pretty hefty um, ask. He has, <laughs> yeah, I know. It's, it's a lot to ask of the man. But as I say, he does <laughs> like the movies. I think he'll enjoy them. Um, and so this week he has watched the first movie, which is Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone. Um, <clears throat> what what context do I need to give? So my dad, I think, firstly, number one, my dad is a Potterphile. So he actually does listen to this podcast, which is mental. Um, and I think, I honestly think this is the thing that he's kind of most proud of me for, <laughs> is this podcast. Wow. Um, he's a big fan of blockbusters, but he does at times have sort of trouble following the storyline. This is all important, I think, because when we get to the review, that might make a bit of sense. Um, and I guess the only other thing I would say is, one time I asked him, me and my brothers asked him, what's the saddest movie he's ever seen, right? Because I've never seen him cry in a movie or get very emotionally kind of um, upset in a movie. And he said, and this is honestly not being ironic at all, he said the saddest movie he's ever seen is Mrs. Doubtfire. <laughs> <laughs> what? And he's not joking, he's saying because it's like, because this guy just desperately wanted to be with his family oh, and stuff. That's adorable. <clears throat> hey, yeah. I'm pretty sure Mrs. Doubtfire, same director as Harry Potter number one. I think you're right. I think we're it's talking Mr. Christopher, Christopher Columbus. Columbus, brother. <laughs> I think oh, you're right there. The, oh, we've spoken about the great explorer. <laughs> we have. Yeah. We, we asked if we weighed up whether his crimes were worse than his movies, if that's I remember right, correctly. That's right. <laughs> All right, so let's get on to the review. So this is the first review, and I'm hoping sort of every week or two I'll be able to bring you a new review. That would be amazing. Okay, so this is for Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone. Okay. Movie was generally good, but a bit creepy for little kids. Special effects were impressive. So number one, I disagree with that. I don't think the special effects were very good in that movie. I think quite famously they're not very good. But that's all right. Um, He's... (laughs) He said, I noted that the movie took just 40 minutes to get to where you're up to in two years of paging Mr. Potter, reading one page a week. So that's <laughs> depressing. <laughs> Literally one, one episode, episode of our pod. Yeah, yeah that's crazy. Um, okay. Hagrid was enormous. The Hogwarts <laughs> version. Of- <laughs> I like that as, as part of the review. Size of Hagrid, tick. For those that remember last week, his review of the Hulk was... Um, he was massive or something like that. <laughs> so he's actually, and, and he's used that as a reference point here. So he says, Hagrid was enormous. The Hogwarts version of the Hulk. <laughs> <laughs> I like the idea so of true. relating everything back to the Hulk. I, uh, I wonder if maybe my dad is, um, the reason he was so impressed by the special effects is because he kind of underestimates what they can do with it. Because you can make people quite, Big. It's not that hard. Like it's not. They didn't actually find someone who's that size. Was it Robbie Coltrane or whatever? So yeah, maybe we'll take. Maybe I'll take him to see Godzilla or something. It'll blow his mind. <laughs> Say what you will about the, the narrative, was but God, uh, they were good at making the people look big. 
Okay, Hagrid was enormous, the Hogwarts version of the Hulk. He kept giving up Dumbledore's secrets. <laughs> <laughs> so true. <laughs> he does, though. Uh, okay. Uh, Hermione was a precocious pain in the neck and a try-hard. <laughs> try-hard. <laughs> yes. She calmed down as the movie progressed. Oh, good. So that's good. So she calms down. <laughs> she came in hot. Um, couldn't remember all the staff and what they taught. Most of the time, they just stood around and did nothing but idolize Harry. Um, now, this bit's quite interesting. So he says, there were a lot of time period inconsistencies. While Hogwarts is set in medieval England with castles, oh. period costumes, and no modern luxuries. Firstly, I don't think I it don't is think set that's in medieval true. England, Len. <laughs> I think Len's missed something there. But... I kind of know what he means. You know, it's in the castle and they're like, they don't have mobile it's, phones. They're a bit like the Amish in that way. They're, they're not in the past, but they, li- they do live like they're in medieval <laughs> England. True. They do. They're all in kind of period dress and stuff. Anyway, so he said, while Hogwarts is set in medieval England with castles, period costumes and no modern luxuries, I couldn't understand why the kids were dressed in modern private school uniform. And they traveled to Hogwarts by steam train, a 19th century invention. And why the hell were bits of Greek mythology thrown in there? The, three, the three-headed dog guarding the stone was Cerberus, the dog guarding the underworld in Greek mythology. And there was also a guest appearance by a centaur, also borrowed from Greek mythology. Oh, and there were also unicorns in the movie. Okay, that is... My dad's obsessed with Greek mythology, by the way. That's probably important for people to know. But that is absolutely, like, such a fair and, like, insightful criticism. Like, it's just... It's all over the shop. <laughs> it's just hodgepodge, isn't yeah. it? It really is. I hadn't really thought of that. And I, Well, to be fair, I didn't even know that that dog was a three-headed dog. From That, that dog was um, from Greek mythology. But anyway... Um, he also notes, I found it very odd that wizards who are heathen celebrated Christmas, which is a Christian <laughs> tradition. Yep. Heathen. <laughs> Another good point. Heathen. <laughs> wizards that are heathen. <laughs> I should mention here as well, my dad is not a religious or Christian man because it does kind of make him sound like a very pious man walking around calling people heathens. <laughs> you don't hear that word in general conversation very much yeah. these days. <laughs> no. Are they heathens, the wizards? Anyway. Well, yeah, I mean... Is, uh, is they're blasphemous. Yeah. Can you think of anything more of an affront to God as a witch school? Like, that is as, as he... Yeah, I guess you're right. As it gets. They famously did burn the witches. Anyway, to sum it up, this is his final bit. Overall, the movie felt like a big Halloween party with a few Greek mythological creatures thrown in just to confuse everyone. Four out of five. <laughs> Quite a good rating in the end. I know he liked it in the end. I thought he was quite critical. Maybe four out of five seemed quite high. I mean, even even oh though um, even though the Greek mythology just seems very sort of um, sort of ham fisted and, and shoehorned in, uh, I think maybe mm. the fact that it was just even there, he was quite appreciative of. I think so. I think he liked it. He thought it was confusing, but it was. Um, well, at a least nice they gave touch. it a shout out. Cerberus. <laughs> yeah. the, oh, big the shout! Big ups! Big ups to Cerberus. I would love to get Len on the pod one day. Maybe we will. Maybe once he's made his way through all the movies, we'll get him on to sort series of rap, series rap, or something like that. Love it. Anyway, uh, can you can you actually um, give him um, a massive thank you for the, from us because he has done in in um, sort of <laughs> in one fell swoop more prep for the podcast in one episode than we've done in weeks. Yeah, can I just say okay. none of us came here with anything today. We talked about nope. Len. We talked, Maddie sent in the previous segment. Oh, that's yep, right. Yep. Michael Fogarty sent Michael. in the whole oh, Travis yeah. thing. Yeah, we didn't I do a single thing. The NRL news I got from my housemate who just told me that a couple <laughs> days ago. I like that we're at the point now with this pod where we do have enough listeners that people send in enough stuff every week where we really don't need to prep anything. You I mean, guys, it would be better if we prepped stuff. We're too big for our boots now. <laughs> we're cocky oh, yeah. We don't have to do shit And you'll love it <laughs> But anyway Any feedback on Len's review as well I'd be very You know If you want to send some words of thanks to Len I'm sure he'd very much appreciate it So and if Feel you, free to any of the potterfiles If you literally have any Content ideas Comments Half-baked thoughts Like whatever Just send them in And we will put it on the pod <laughs> <laughs> we don't care. What difference does it make to us? It's your, it's, We're here for the hour. Yeah. We're just getting paid by the hour. We're here. It's it's for you, really. We, we don't do this fast, so send in whatever shit you want. Oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Also, don't strain yourself trying to think of a great idea either. No, 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 no. God, no. These little piggies will eat up whatever we dish up. <laughs> oh, God. Um, 
Now, I've just got one more thing, and this is also another kind of correspondence from Podophiles, so mm-hmm. thanks again. Um, last week, we did say, um, please rate and review us on iTunes or wherever you get your pods, and somebody has. And uh, what we tend to do on this pod, well, we used to at least many, many <laughs> moons ago, was that when people reviewed us, they would nominate what their Patronus is, their, mm-hmm. their Patronus, which is... Uh, I was about to try and explain what a Patronus is. I don't know, but <laughs> it's the thing that... <laughs> it's the thing, the ghost thing that comes out of you or something in Harry Potter, whatever you pro- you guys probably know. Yeah, what it's I'm the ghost about. thing that comes out of you in Harry Potter. Yeah. And <laughs> anyway, so somebody has written us. Well, we've got a few reviews this week actually, but I'm going to read out one of them. Okay. So this 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 review has come in from uh, Potiphar Tain Meek. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. It's T A N E M E E K. I honestly Damn, have no idea how I meant name. to say that. Respect to you, Tain Meek. But um. He or she has written in and said that their Patronus is a cassowary. Ooh. And what we tend to do in this in this part of the pod is we, we discuss how our respective um, uh, Patronuses would go fighting uh, the reviewers. Did I ever tell you about my real-life altercation with the cassowary? <laughs> I think you have, actually. Tell it I think again. we have discussed tell that on the again. pod. It was an absolutely again. just um, a, a stalemate, I'd call it. Um, <laughs> We were at the zoo. They said you're not allowed to look cassowaries in the eyes because they're very aggressive. I did it anyway. Um, <laughs> we, we did lock eyes. Fuck your brave and dude. And it was pretty intense. But then another bird shot on me. <laughs> <laughs> so, and just for everyone listening at home, our, pot of, uh, sorry, our Patronuses are, mine is a duck. Nathan's is a wolf. And Reedan's is a... Um, <laughs> 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 Which is still funny. Which he chose uh, for himself. <laughs> Crazy. Um, okay, so we're okay. talking... First up, we got Drew Duck versus Cassowary. Now, that is a massacre. <laughs> well, okay, so you might think that, but what I reckon is going to happen here, as we've heard in Nathan's famous um, story and encounter <laughs> well, with the Cassowary... It's more of a parable, really. <laughs> it's a lot like a parable, isn't it? It's a modern-day parable. Um <laughs> Is that cassowaries are very resourceful They've got a lot of friends They've got wide networks mm-hmm. And so they can draw on those connections Tend to be from the avian sort of world From what I can tell from this one example Definitely. So what I think is The cassowary is quite likely to woo my duck Patronus <laughs> Over to yep. their side I reckon and, and sort of they'll team up So I think my duck's going to be alright Because they're teaming up with the cassowary And we're going to now have to fight against your two Which are the mule <laughs> and the wolf and I just think with the pe- combined powers of a cassowary and a duck, that's pretty that's pretty formidable. Well, I mean, a cassowary... What do I know about a cassowary? They're one of the biggest birds on the planet. They're a throwback to the dinosaurs. They have talons on their feet, which can disembowel a human, apparently, um, with one swipe. With so they're ease, pretty ferocious. With ease. And a duck, on the other hand, can go quack. <laughs> so... You've got the ultimate sort of yin and yang, the most deadly combination you could possibly think of. Whereas on our side, Nathan, we have a mule. Now, a mule can root till the cows come home and he <laughs> doesn't have to put a bloody franger on because he's not <laughs> going. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? That is true. Yeah. Because Mules they're, are they're um, sterile. sterile. <laughs> right, 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 right. So that's a... Yeah, you probably do need to give that context. <laughs> it's probably not common knowledge to every single person on the planet that <laughs> mules are sterile. You probably can't just say, oh, mules can root till the cows come home without putting a franger on and expect everyone to know what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> but that's a huge benefit. Um, I think, in all fairness, the birds have this one. I mean, yeah. they're just... They'll be more on the same page. Yeah, I think to some extent, Reed and your <laughs> they would be more on the same page. He's right. He is right, though. No, that's very smart. I think communication is key. Reed and I, I fear that perhaps the strength that you brought up, and it's a good point that the that the mule can just root as much as it wants. It doesn't have to worry about the babies or anything. It doesn't have to worry about kids. It wants to live the bachelor lifestyle. But I worry that perhaps that strength could turn into a weakness because it's so preoccupied with rooting that maybe it's not focusing on its sort of martial arts or mm. story of my life. Am I right? I don't know, and I don't want to know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think you're right. You're right. He's he's got a a bad case of the horn, and he's not going to be able to focus on his fucking um, on the uh, on the martial arts required to defeat a cassowary. Mm. <laughs> Why the task at hand? <laughs> Um, 
now. Uh, so I think Tane Meek, thank you very much for uh, for your five star review and um, and yeah, turns out you would win. Congrats on the, the congrats my, on the, the double help of my duck. And also, just finally, in the review, I just for, I forgot to read that out before. The review goes: "P.S. I listened to Word of the Week at half speed to really soak it all in." <laughs> <laughs> Which Fuck, brings us awesome. to Word of the Week. So that means it takes one eighth of a second for him, whereas everyone else. <laughs> all right. Uh, so Word of the Week. Uh, three, two, one. Frankenberry. Ooh. Ooh. Wow. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. Wow. <laughs> we both said Franger. Ooh. Racy pot alert. Jeez. Oh, my God. Well, that was completely lost the plot. Now, what else do we have to do? Um, we've already d- did our Dumble Do, which is that make sure you guys spray Aerogut in your mouth and drink drive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's a good tip. And Dumble, for everyone. Dumble, don't plead guilty. You know, you're better off just give. Why not? Why not give it a crack with not guilty? Why just give yourself up? That really applies. Yeah, for don't any. box yourself in and like exactly you know, keep your it's options a, open. That's it. <laughs> yes. Don't box yourself in. Back yourself in. That's what I always say. Totally. Never. If, <laughs> if they're gonna find you guilty, at least make them work for it. Yeah, don't just roll over. <laughs> yeah, oh, don't just- I'm guilty. Don't just wave the bloody white flag. Just go down swinging, man. Go down swinging. Where's your chutzpah? Like Where is your chutzpah? Um, anyway. Uh, we've avoided all the hard parts. <laughs> right, um, rate the page. Oh, yeah. Um, Is that a 91? Um, 91, the year of my birth. What about what about 29? Oh. Because that's my age. Yeah, let's just rate 91. pages based on your age. From now on <laughs> Every week for the next year It'll be 29 <laughs> That's um, just as stupid a system As what we have um, Well I'm just saying I quite enjoyed this week I thought that Maddie's Potiphar Maddie's um, You know Little sort of Psychotic diary Was very interesting My dad's Psychotic review Was interesting There's a lot of Good stuff um, for, for, for a psychiatrist Or a psychologist To analyse <laughs> Fascinating case studies <laughs> for your for your layperson, your punter. I don't know if it's really for you. <laughs> um, mm. Probably unlistenable, but anyway. And then finally, we just need a name for the page to just tie this all together and send everyone home happy. Um, it's a shame we have to finish on this. Yep. Real shame. We had a lot of owl mail this week. Harry Potter and the chirpy owls. And the what? Chirpy owls. We're getting so much mail from them. They're chirping. <laughs> chirpy owls. Chirpy Harry Potter and the Chirpy <laughs> the Owls. Li- they don't, don't they go hoot? Have a Harry Potter and wow, this page was a hoot with all these Chirpy Owls. That's the one, baby. Let's <laughs> lock it in. I love that on this part of the pod, you know, like with this, the, I guess the idea of this of this segment when we started out was let's try and, you know, come up with a name <laughs> that summarizes the page but is very in keeping with the kind of title of the books, right? Mm. Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire, <laughs> the Chamber of Secrets, the Order of the Phoenix. But this week it was, once again, Nathan? Uh, Harry Potter and something about, wasn't it a hoot with all these chirpy owls? <laughs> <laughs> Are you sure she hasn't used that one yet? <laughs> oh, God. <sighs> well, mental. Normally we say rate and review us, but I already said it. But hey, doesn't hurt to say it again. Mm-hmm. Go and ahead. follow us on Instagram. It. Yes, get on the gram. And send us more stuff, you chirpy little owls. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's get out of here, you little rascals.